Salutations, my babies. You are listening to 694.2 PTBP, Contention's best and only radio show. Now, Wolf got a little bit of news for y'all today. Now, I heard through the grapevine that Officer Keith Vigna didn't get the chief a birthday present. Now, that's some cold shit. She did, however, receive a box with a single rose, a white hard hat, and a black silk bow tie before leaving town. And Julia Maxwell crashed her car driving drunk and was pronounced dead at the city hospital. Now ain't that some shit for you? A body was found at the Piston Junkyard. The body has a brand on the back reading, This is a fool. That's some spooky stuff, y'all. That's just some spooky stuff. Now we got a new jam for y'all today. It's Kudzu with no backbone. Joe, if you wouldn't mind giving me a quick description of your character, Clark Bishop. Yeah, sure. Clark is a 17-year veteran on the force. He's in his late 30s, balding and letting himself go. He's a hard worker and does his best, but it's often not enough. He pretends to know what he's doing. Often he doesn't, though. He's gotten pretty good at faking it. Clark is from Contention, and he knows the town pretty dang well. Awesome. He's a lonely guy who gets home from work, heats up his TV dinner, and watches Wheel of Fortune. Yes. And then he goes to bed and dreams about being a noir-style detective. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Okay, so you are going out to Carrie Page's home, uh, where she is called in last night uh, that her dog is missing. Councilwoman Carrie Councilwoman Pages. Carrie Pages. She is uh, regarded highly in the community. You know of her. You probably don't know her very well. Okay. She's got a nice place. She's in the old neighborhood. It's where all these old houses are lined up. They've all been taken care of really well. These houses have been passed down from family to family. They're like rarely bought and sold in sure. this neighborhood. What do you want to do when you arrive at her house? I'm going to just walk on up and knock on the door. All right, cool. So she answers the door. She has a beehive bun, uh, cat eye glasses, and is wearing a bejeweled pantsuit. No shit. It is uh, lightly bejeweled. But any be- any bejeweling of a pantsuit is immediately noticeable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she is uh, kind of freaking out a little bit. Hello, thank you so much for coming. Miss Page? So my dog is missing. Tyler, you know Tyler? Have you seen Tyler? Tyler, do you have a... a, a Here's I'm a picture. That, man. Here's a picture, picture of him. And she hands you a, uh, a picture. He's, a, he's an old black lab. Every morning he goes out and he... He typically just uses the restroom and comes right back inside before I feed him his breakfast before I leave for the day. But today he did not come inside. And, you know, I saw some, there was something uh, last night in the backyard. Uh, I, th- I thought I saw something moving, but, you know, we, this is this rash of homeless people. Are you doing anything about that? There, there seems to be more homeless in the community these days. And I, I just think... I'm I'm very worried about Tyler. He's he's got a lot of meat on his bones, and if the homeless people are looking for something, but I do, I'm not trying to oh, say that homeless people no, eat dogs. ma'am. I'm not trying to say ma'am. that homeless people eat dogs, but I am saying that perhaps he is a good-looking eating dog. He's a good dog to eat. I'm not. He is the kind of dog who would be. He's my. 
He's everything to me. Ma'am, has, has Tyler ever gotten out before? Tyler is a very good dog. He is always very patient with me, and he goes out the backyard, and he comes right back in because he loves his home, and he loves his food. Has he ever gotten out of the backyard before? No. Have we you- have very tall fences. Have you uh, put up pictures for yourself already? No, that was this morning, uh, early this morning, and uh, I have not seen him since about 5 a.m. It is uh, 9 o'clock now, and I'm late, and I would really appreciate you to find my dog. Would you Would you mind if I took a look in your backyard? Go for it. I go in the backyard. Uh, you go into her backyard. It's a nice backyard. She's got a little back deck set up. She's got a little grill out there, lawn chairs and such, uh, big big grassy area for the dog, eight foot privacy fences all the way around. Do I see anything out of the ordinary just on first glance of the yard? No. And then I want to just do a perimeter around the fence and see if there's any holes on the bottoms. Go ahead and roll search for me. Fail. 63 on a 20. Okay. Uh, You see no holes in the fence, nothing out of the ordinary as you're searching. She comes outside and she's like, have you found him? Nope. You're right. He's not here. I know. Do you ever, uh, you ever take him for a ride or anything? He, he goes out to the vet every once in a while when he is in need of a veterinary's assistance. When you, do you ever take him for a walk? I have taken him for many walks, but I meant in the car is when we go to the vet. When you, when you take him on walks, sir, I am a good dog owner. I take my dog for walks all the time. I'm just trying to think of where that dog might have gone off Thank to on you. its own. He would come back. I know him. But he, he hasn't yet, right? That's you have not found my dog. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. I would like you to find my dog. I'm working on it, ma'am. Thank you. Does that dog like to go anywhere? I don't know what you mean. He comes inside and he eats his food every morning and now he's not there eating his food. He should be in the room eating his food right now. When you when you take him on a walk, what route do you take? I go around the neighborhood. All right. I'm going to I'm going to take a quick lap around and I'll uh, I'll come back if I find anything. Otherwise, here's the plan. We're going to put up some signs. Thank you so much. And we're going to find that dog. I appreciate this. Would you like more pictures of him? If you got him, sure. She hands you five framed pictures of Tyler. I take them. <laughs> and then she she grabs one back and she's like, I'm going to hold on to this one. You, you, Thank you. You can hold on to any of these. Thank you. All right. And then I, I do what I said I was going to do. I'm going to do a lap around the neighborhood and yeah. yell Tyler out the window as I go. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay so kind of kind of hating every moment of for it. sure for sure tyler <laughs> as you go around the neighborhood you don't see anything out of the ordinary you also don't see any homeless people in the area you would notice as you're going around the neighborhood the dogs in this neighborhood do seem to be like the ones who are outside which there are probably a handful they're all barking pretty loudly at different points not constantly but like in spurts You'll hear a bunch of dog ruckus and then nothing and then yeah. Do does Clark have knowledge of dog disappearances lately? Uh, there have been no dog disappearances lately from any council members who would have called the police about it. Sure. Clark's plan, I don't know how much you want to do right now, but he would go back to the office. He would literally do a missing dog poster just awesome. part, as part of his service to the councilwoman. He wouldn't do it for anybody else, probably. Yeah. But he's going ahead and doing it, making copies of the just photos. Just begrudgingly making yep. dog missing dog posters. And then going out and posting them. Okay, awesome. Oh, and he would also check the vet. He would call the vet. Okay. Or, or the dog pound or wherever dogs would turn up if they are found. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a dog pound. Yeah, there's like an animal shelter dog pound combo thing going on in this town, I would assume. Clark calls him up and inquires about an old black lab. Yeah, nothing. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's what his day is. Is. 
Did they say lunch explorer? Lunch explorers. Yeah, that's my that's my dream job. I would absolutely explore many lunches. That's like Anthony Bourdain, but for daytime TV. <laughs> All right, Thomas, if you could give me a quick quick <laughs> a quip does a quick a quip. Mm. How about those fat cats in Washington? Let's take, <laughs> meow. Let's take that. All right, Tom. <laughs> All right, do you want to give me a description of John Lee Pettymore? Yeah, so John Lee Pettymore, he is the fourth of his name. He is a, well, he's half contention native. His uh, his father was killed by the DEA on his drug farm when, ju- like, just after John was born, and his, uh, his mother moved them back to contention where she was from. So he comes from kind of a, a pretty rough and tumble background, but he definitely wanted to turn his back on that a little bit. He's about six feet tall. He's got light brown hair um, and just a fucking killer cop stash. He's pretty average build. Like he was very scrawny in high school. So he's a little like touchy. He like he looks fine, but he thinks he's like still for sure. He he kind of had a he kind of had a pretty wild teenage years. He really right. he got in trouble a lot. He raced sprint cars for a while, but an injury kind of scared him out of those and uh, ended his career there. Got him into a safer line of work. Kind of, yeah. He was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cthulhu hunting. Yeah. <laughs> In every campaign I've ever played, that line of work has worked out great for my character. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, man. Who was it? Was it Archie who got ripped through the wall by the hell dogs? Yeah. <laughs> that was tight. <laughs> All right, Perfect. Thomas John Lee Pettymore is going out. Do you want to go to the spot where he called it in, or do you want to go talk to Jimmy? I uh, I want to go to the spot, and I will probably call Jimmy on the way and ask him to meet me there. You said he's my like a distant cousin or something. Sure, yeah, that totally works. Okay, you guys uh, have known each other for a long, long time. So you call him up. Uh, hey, uh, John. Y- yeah, Jim. Yeah, what's going on? Well, y- you called us, Jim. What do you mean? Well, you, you said there was an oil spill. Uh, I mean, I don't know what oil spill you're talking about. Listen, Jimmy, uh, Drew said you called in pretty early in the morning, 4 a.m., and there was an oil spill. I called the police station last night? You sure did, Jimmy. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, Were you tying one on, buddy? No, uh, no, no, you know I don't mess with that stuff anymore. Um, uh, God, I, uh... I don't know... I don't know what I know, Jimmy. Uh, well, um, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. All right, well, um, where are you at right now? No, I'm at the shop. I'm going to head down there. All right, I'll see you in a second. So Metropolis is literally two blocks away from the police department. Uh, I will, and we're both downtown. Mm-hmm. So I'll walk over there. Before I leave, I want to ask Drew some details. What, you got a call from Jimmy? I got a call from Jimmy at uh, 4 a.m. Yeah, I, he was describing to me this, uh, this, this black uh, oil that was all over the ground out on a country road out southeast. That's strange. Did he, did he describe the location more exactly? Do you think you could get me to that place? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hold the fort down? Raise MIA, of course. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, I'll be back soon. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to go... I'm going to stroll down to, I guess, actually, I want to take him with me. So I'm going to pop over there in my cruiser. Okay. So you go to Subtropolis, you know, Jimmy is the manager there. He's like pretty much always stoned, just slinging sandwiches. Hey, Jimmy, first of all, uh, can you have your, can you have your boy make me a number five? And then, uh, I need to talk to you for a minute. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, what's up? So you don't have any recollection of talking to, talking to Andrew last night. Uh, um, uh, Nope. What'd you What'd you do last night, buddy? Oh, you know, I was just uh, 
uh, at out at the house, uh, hanging out. Where does he live? Went for a drive. Uh, he lives. Uh, he lives out kind of by the country. The, the that part of town. Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it's down cool. there. It's near. He's like kind of got some land out there. Your your family, like all of your distant relatives, just kind of like have a plot of land that they've had forever. Um, so he's down in the southeast part of town. It's a little bit more farmy out there. Got yeah. So Jimmy, what do you recall from last night? Go ahead and roll human. Should pat yeah twenty four out of fifty. He's gonna level with you, man. Uh, I I got some pretty good mushrooms in recently, and I hadn't you know tripped in a while, so I I went ahead and just did some. I did some mushrooms last night, man, and I don't know. I kind of went off into my own little space in my head, and uh, I mean, it was a crazy fucking trip. Yeah, I uh, I definitely don't remember calling the police station. I'm really sorry, but don't worry, man. It's no big deal. I feel bad. Sorry, man. Okay. I mean, I'm still... I'm going to have to ask you to come down to the spot with me and take a look at things. Oh, just, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, I'm not arresting you, you dumb oh, son of a bitch. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> not as long I, as you sell me I some thought, of those mushrooms. I was like, John Lee Bell, you know, I actually, I, I've got an eighth with your name on it. I love you guys. Hey. And so you guys drive out there, and as you're driving, he's kind of telling you uh, about his trip. And, uh, yeah. I'm eating that sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Chow down that number five. It's good. Chip layer. <laughs> of course. And uh, you guys make it out there. It's the exact spot that he had told Drew that he was at when he saw the oil spill. And there's uh, seems to be nothing out there on the ground. Got any recollection of being out here last night, Jimmy? Uh, he kind of stares off and he's like, no, man. Pretty pretty good stuff. It was crazy, dude. It was nuts, man. I was having these crazy dreams and like, I could have sworn it was real, man. There was just... Jimmy, uh, you know, you normally don't black out from mushrooms. I never have before. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was a nuts night, man. I mean, I was drinking. I'll admit it. Yeah, I was drinking a bit, too. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I didn't come out here. Maybe I did. I don't fucking know, man. Um, and he, like, goes through his phone, and he sees that he made a call to the police station, which is the first time he actually believes you that this happened. And he's like, oh, Wow. Yeah, that's my bad hell. Jimmy, Jimmy, man, I love you, but I watched a woman's face destroyed last night because she was driving drunk. So you're going to have to promise me be a little more careful. I promise, John. We don't want nothing happening to that face of yours. Oh. <laughs> and why would you? It's a good face. Pretty good face. Jimmy. Hey. Don't worry, man. It's, it's no big deal. I'll take care of it. It's fine. It's fine. And I'm sorry about the call. I don't know what that was about, but <laughs> shit. You know, who knows what I was seeing. All right. Well, I'm going to poke around anyway. All right. All right. So do you like get out? Are you parking and getting yeah. out of the car? All right. So you park, get out of the car. You're out on this country road. There's like nobody out here. Um, you see a few houses in the distance and stuff. Yeah. Nothing, uh, nothing too particular. And checking the road, man, there's not even like a stain on the ground. Well, Jimmy, I mean, hey, you know, even in that compromised mental state, I'm glad you saw something and mm. said something. Yeah. You called us. That's yeah. the right thing to do. Um, I am. I've got <laughs> some vacation time looking up coming up next month, and I am looking forward 
to these mushrooms, man. Yeah, come on out to the farm. You want to shoot some shotguns? Absolutely, I All do. Right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. Yeah, bring those sandwiches. Thanks, John. I really appreciate this, man. I know, I know that you you're trying to you know stay on on your grind and and do your job, and you know I I should probably get back and 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 take care of these good people at contention, get them the sandwiches they need. Something about this just bugs me. I call Ray. Listen, Ray, if you are southeast of town, just keep an eye out around Old County Road. <laughs> Perfect. Let me know if you see anything out of the ordinary. For sure he will. About time he did fucking something. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's perfect. All right, Luke, if you wouldn't mind, could you describe Keith Vigna to me? Okay, Keith Vigna is uh, about 5'8". He's uh, 170 pounds, but he's down from 200. A little, he's been working out, so he's slightly muscular, but he's still got a bit of a gut. Uh, because of his weight loss, his favorite pants are too big, so he wears a belt and suspenders. Uh, he's got the on-purpose messy hair look but he doesn't pull it off very well, so nobody can tell that it's on purpose messy. It just looks kind of messy. Perfect. Uh, like dirty blonde. Uh, typically, he's in uniform, uh, but the uniform he wears tends to be worn quite a few times before he washes it. When he's off-duty, he wears like cheap thrift store finds that tend to be like ratty button-up shirts as opposed to like cool vintage clothes. Uh, he's got like a crooked smile with a slightly yellowed teeth, like one crooked tooth. Uh, he's always got a bit of scruff on his face and he's got like bright green eyes, but they're a little bit sunken in, uh, okay. kind yeah. of like tired look about For him. sure. Cool. 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 All right, Luke. So you are Keith Vigna. See, Keith Vigna is going to check out this, uh, house that has a door swinging open or whatever. And it was called in by Mildred Mitchell, okay. who is the neighbor. So, would you like to go to the house or the neighbor's house first? Uh, I'll go talk to Mildred. As you pull into the old neighborhood where all the old nicer houses are in town that have been well kept through generations and stuff, uh, you pull up and you see the house. It's across the street from Mildred's house. Mildred's house is like really well kept and the house across the street is just very plain, normal looking. However, she is right. The screen door is swinging back and forth and the front door is actually open. Open. There's mail piling up in the mailbox and the next to the mailbox. Okay, I'm going to... Mildred? Yep. Okay, so you knock and uh, the door opens and you see a woman uh, who has shock white hair and big rainbow earrings and she is wearing a Snuggie and drinking tea out of a big mug. (coughs) Um, uh, Hey, hey, how's it going there? It's going good. Did you called in about this house uh, yes, next door, yes, right? Yes, yes, I believe so. Uh, Who lives there? I don't know the man, but he is uh he's lived there for some time and he uh, uh years or uh, a couple of years for sure. Okay. Um, Do you know his name? I don't I don't. I don't talk to him very much. He's he's very uh closed off. He uh he doesn't seem to be out and about much, okay. but uh, How old of a man are we talking? He is uh probably in his like mid 30s, I'd say. Okay. So younger, younger guy. Yeah, kind of a younger guy. Um, when's the last time you saw him? Uh, I saw him a couple of days ago, I guess. Uh, a couple of days ago, was he at the house or? Where yeah, he... yeah, he always you know comes and goes. You know, he's a okay. person. Yeah, yeah. How long has the mail and stuff been mm. piling up? What? 
the the mail over there. Mm. I see that the mailbox looks full. Uh, how long has that been going on for? Uh, a couple of days, probably since the last time I saw him. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, he um, I has don't anything know. weird? Has he done? Is he just reclusive, or is he? Do you think? No, no, he's just a normal guy. You know, we're we, we're pretty friendly in this neighborhood, but okay. uh, he's a. Uh, it's cold out, so I don't go out too much. These, right. In yeah. This time you look comfortable. Yeah. Yes. Of course. And you kind of look behind her, and like it smells like pot. Okay. <laughs> it smells like pot a little bit in this house, and uh, she's just this kind of crazy looking a hippie lady. lady. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I'm gonna go uh, run over there and, and kind of check out the scene. I appreciate the call. Um, I might be back over to uh, ask a few questions, but I think for now you've been helpful. So beautiful. Yeah. No, it's just uh, I didn't I didn't think too much of the door being open and stuff, uh, but it hasn't shut in a while. So okay, I thought I'd make give you guys a call. Okay, well we appreciate it. Um, I will say, um, the other night I was here at the house and I, my blinds are typically open and I was I was just enjoying the view of the neighborhood and there was like a weird uh, flash of light coming from the house. Uh, I don't know what from that in, was from inside that house. Well, it seemed to be from that house, maybe uh, definitely from the neighborhood in that area, I guess. But it was so bright, it, it shined into my house, uh, which is pretty rare. I I thought it was strange. I looked to see if there was a uh, car of some sort, but, uh, you know, it takes me a while to get up sometimes, so I must have missed it. I don't know, but it was pretty strange. Okay, well, uh, I might be back over to, mm. to kind of finish up everything, uh, but for now, I'll be next door, so. Mm. Okay. Okay, bye. Thank you, officer. And she, like, shuts, slams the door behind you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to walk over to the house and, and actually, I want to go check the mail and see if I can find out this guy's name. His name is John Peters. John Peters. John Peters. There's a car in his driveway, and the screen door is swinging back and forth in the wind. The front door is wide open. Okay, I'm going to go just right up to the front door and just kind of yell inside and, and see if anyone's home. Nothing? Nothing. Okay, uh, get my flashlight. Wait, are we? It's daytime right now. It right? is daytime. Okay, uh, I'm going to get my flashlight out Mid-morning. anyway. Mid-morning. Um, get my flashlight out and just kind of go look inside the house and see if I can find anything. Okay, so it's a large wooden door. It is open, but as you walk by, you notice that the doorknob is like fully embedded into the drywall on the wall where it is open. So it's like stuck open, basically. Right. In the living room, which is the room that you see when you first walk in, there are a couple picture frames broken on the ground, and there is a large trunk also sitting there. It is wide open. There is a broken lock and a pair of bolt cutters sitting in front of it. There's a bunch of like empty cans of beer around and there's bottles all over the place. Uh, this guy clearly liked to drink. Okay, but it, the house doesn't look like ransacked. No, no I mean this trunk. Being yeah, open. I mean the, the, the picture frames that are broken on the ground but it doesn't look like anyone stole a bunch of stuff. The TV is still there. I'm going to look at the pictures and see if what do those pictures look like? Anything out of the ordinary? It's just the owner and his family. Basically, there's some family pics, but it doesn't look like it's his nuclear family. It's a bachelor. Are pad. we talking one story, two stories? One story. One story. I'm going to just go search the rest of the, the rooms in the house. Go to the kitchen and whatnot. So as you go through the house, you're going to see... Oh, gosh. Let's see. Go ahead and roll search for me. Oh, 33. Crit success. That is a critical success. Well done. Uh, So as you Mm -hmm. go through, uh, you're going to see a keychain hanging by the door. It has his house keys, a bottle opener, his car keys, a few small keys that say G10, G11, G12, and a key fob for a rewards program at Dirty Dog Grooming. 
uh, and you would know from your time in the city that that is a pet salon franchise in the city. Okay. Also, as you're going around, you would see like when you get into his bedroom, uh, going through his stuff, maybe on his night table, there are some stubs that seem to be like bedding stubs. What? So you know how like when you go to a horse race, yeah, you've got the like betting, betting, yes, sorry, oh. betting stuff. Yeah, I was thinking um, like a mattress tag. <laughs> and these basically just have numbers on them. There's nothing that really shows what he was betting on or anything like that. Okay. But it's just a bunch of numbers and stuff. But you can tell uh, with your uh, search that they are stubs from some sort of betting. Okay. Also, as you were walking past it, you didn't notice anything inside of it. But on your way back, you saw that there were words burned into the top of the trunk. What did they say? It says, in all caps, do not open if you want to live. Uh, I want to peek inside that trunk and see if there's anything left. There is nothing in there. There's like padding at the bottom. Okay, but it's empty. It's like foam padding. There are indentations. Yeah, I gotcha, yeah. And there are uh, four indentations, uh, one large, two medium, and one small. One more thing. As you were like searching the house through on that critical success, you would see that the deadbolt was smashed like basically this door was kicked in and the wood and the frame of the door is like broken out okay okay so obviously somebody came here to get whatever was in that trunk i'm gonna call into the station Mm -hmm. uh, contention pd hey drew um it's it's keith um i'm at this house uh are you familiar uh with john peters do you know that name Uh, no. Wait, uh, could you do a, a quick search uh, for that name and see if anything pops up on him? Uh, I'm at his house, and uh, he hasn't been here in a couple days, and it looks like there's been a break-in. And so I'm thinking that we might have a, a missing missing persons kind of thing going oh, on here. Oh, jeez. What is happening? I know. Okay, so uh, let me look him up real quick. Go ahead and roll luck for me. What's your luck? 60 a seven. Yeah, baby. Let's see. What would you learn about John Peters? He has had very little contact with the police. Like he has never, he's, he hasn't done anything wrong really. Yeah. He did find, uh, he was in the hospital for a while, like a long time. He had a long stint in the hospital and that was like a couple of years ago. Does it say why? No. Okay. Well, thanks, Drew. Yeah, absolutely. I want to go back to that trunk and try to get the fingerprints off of it. Go ahead and roll forensics. I have a zero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 25. Well, it wasn't a crit fail. You just failed. Yeah. Okay. You get some fingerprints off of it that you think are all right, <laughs> probably. You're like, I've never done this Close before, <laughs> but uh, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> okay. You think you know how to do this? Uh, you, like, get some scotch tape out and, like... <laughs> I try my hardest. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you want to do? Um, if I've searched around the house and looked through everything, I don't know. I guess I'll file a report just saying that it looks like a break-in. I mean, I guess I can't file a missing persons because I have no other reason than the break-in to suspect yeah. that. Um, Go ahead and roll an intelligence check for me. 48 on a 50. Yeah, on his key ring was a rewards program for... The doggy daycare or whatever. Yeah, the dog, dirty dogs. Dirty dogs. And uh, he, there doesn't seem to be a dog in this house or any like thing that would tell you that he ever had a dog. I'm going to give a call there, see if he maybe works there. Okay, uh, he doesn't. Do they know his name? Go ahead and roll human. Shit. 98. Uh, you have no idea. Cool. I'm going to make a note of 
the daycare or the doggy thing. Yeah. There's no signs of any animals living here. Nope. Okay, I'm going to go back over and talk to Mildred real quick. Okay. She opens the door, like, waving her hand in front of her face, and she's like, sorry, what's up? You got a skunk, skunk in there? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm officer? Not, I'm not worried. I'm here to help. Let's see. Do you, have you ever seen John with a dog? Uh, John with a dog? No. I don't think he has a dog. Okay. These dogs have been going crazy I lately. I know. Yeah. Okay, that's all I needed to know. Okay. And something clicks in Keith's mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Is that all? That's that's that'll do it. You okay. can go back to uh tending to your I'm skunk. knitting. Yeah, go back to knitting. Thank I'd love you. to yeah, I'll come see what you did later. Mm. Anyway, okay, have a good night. You or have good a good day. night. Yeah. Um okay, I'm gonna go back to the station and um I also want to get in contact with Clark and see what he found out about this dog. You guys are gonna meet up for lunch probably right about now. Cool. All right, sounds good. Y'all ready for this? The three of you meet up for lunch at the police station. This is a weird place to eat lunch. Let's go to Clinkers. Clark definitely has a bologna sandwich in a brown paper bag, and he's he's already probably chomping on it at his desk. <laughs> I know you probably won't be hungry after the bologna sandwich, but uh, I'm thinking Subtropolis. Already ate a Subtropolis today. <laughs> I'll just canonically. I'll just get a. I'll order a pizza. I'm interested in this dog because I've got a connection to, to make. Well. Maybe you can shed some light on it because I didn't make much headway. She's okay. missing a black lab named Tyler. She hadn't done anything to find it, so I went ahead and put up some posters for her and did okay. a lab around the block and called the Humane Society. But I did note that them dogs was barking them all around that barking. neighborhood. Uh, so I went and checked out that abandoned house. I talked to the neighbor, Mildred Mitchell. She is a, a quirky little hippie lady but anyway she let me know he's kind of a reclusive guy his name's john peters that lives there obviously it looks like somebody had broken in it was kicked open the you know deadbolt had torn off some of the wood from the door frame and door handle was sticking into the drywall he had left his uh, keychain with like his key fob and stuff so um it looks kind of a little suspicious that you know somebody broke in and, and he had a big trunk there and on the top of the trunk it said do not open if you want to live. Looked like somebody had taken bolt cutters and, and you know, chomped the, the lock on there. Totally empty. Like, nothing else had been stolen. The TV was still there and all that. But I did notice on his keychain that he left, he had, like, a rewards, like, loyalty card for... Dirty dog for grooming. Dirty dog grooming. He... There was no... <laughs> There was no signs of a dog living Thanks. there. Um, and I I went back and asked the neighbor, and she said he, she'd never seen him with a dog, which kind of makes me think, I don't know why he would have that loyalty keychain. Definitely it, bizarre. And Dirty Dogs, it's in the city. Not sure why like he would have that. Bigna, but I was thinking, boy. I was thinking, uh, he's he's gone. He hasn't been seen in a couple days. This dog's gone. I don't know what the connection there would be, but I, it could it could be something just to, to think about. Isn't it as plain as day? Man loves dog. Dogs loves man. They run away. They together. run away together. <laughs> Damn, you're, that's why you're the best detective on the force. Don't. What'd you find out? What kind of oil? Canola. Olive. You know, my my cousin Jimmy. Cousin Jimmy oil. My cousin Jimmy, who runs Subtropolis, he he was just up real late and pretty tired. I think he was seeing things. So there was no sign of a oil. No spill? sign. Nothing like that. He was. Hmm. Is he a I drinker or a smoker or? Tweaker? Oh, no, Jimmy's all right. He uh, too many subs. I think he's burning the candle at both ends. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's going a little too hard at Subtropolis. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. 
But he did what he what he said. He described uh, in depth what he saw to me. Well, what did he see? He said it was like. No, he didn't. He didn't remember this at all. Andrew had a little more details about what the caller had said. He said it was like a thick black oil just all across the road and the fields. Yeah, this was at, at what, four, four in the morning. Yeah, I went out there and there's hmm. no sign of it at no all. No sign of anything. Nobody would have cleaned it up. That would have been something that we would have known about. Huh. Yeah, and I'm certainly. It's probably not something involved like involved with any kind of elder god death cult. <laughs> I wouldn't suspect. Probably not. Probably not. Miss Page did say that she had seen, she thought she had seen something in her backyard night previous to the dog disappearance. Uh, she thought it was a homeless person. Uh, she said there's been a rash of homeless people in the neighborhood, and she hmm. for a moment floated the idea that the homeless men had eaten her dog. Wait, which neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> Which neighborhood did the councilwoman live in? She was in the old neighborhood. Let's compare addresses to where she lives and where this abandoned house is. Either the Rose or the Bowtie. Are we talking the same same street? Ye, same neighborhood for sure. I would say that uh, you were, sorry, uh, Keith Vigna. The house that, that you is checked me. out is on the same street, but south of the councilwoman's house. On the same street, okay. Interesting. Um, we should have compared those. How many blocks sooner? away? Hold on just a second. TNT. We know drama. <laughs> we know drama. Uh, you asked how many <laughs> You asked how many uh, how many blocks away? How many blocks away? <laughs> I would say like a block cool. So, I think John Peters is the dog and he ran away. That makes the most sense to me. Is like this a some kind of joke, Big <laughs> Yeah, Some kind of dumb joke. It's a, it's a. I'm sorry. We're talking about missing people, missing dogs. I shouldn't be joking around. <laughs> you're not a. You're not a bad cop, but you are a bad cop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta grow up into these britches. In your uh, in your investigation of the house, could you tell how long it had been vacant? Or did, uh, she, did so Mildred? Know? Mildred told me that she the last time she saw John Peters was two days ago, and I checked. She didn't know his name. I had to check his mail to see what his name was. Mostly just junk stuff, but I don't think that he was in the house when it got broken into because there didn't seem to be signs of any struggle or anything like that. But as far as I know, nobody's seen him in at least two days. You also found out one other piece of information from Drew. The piece of information that I found out from Drew was that John had been in the hospital for a long stint a couple years ago. With what? He uh, had trouble transforming back into the dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, uh, they, uh, uh, it didn't. It didn't say. It just said that he was there for a while, but I, d- I don't know why. <laughs> my shape shifting ability is all fucked up. <laughs> Take a look at me, doc. doc. I still have a tail. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. So I don't know why, but um, I found that out. I told you about the keychain. The trunk. Oh, uh, Mildred said that, sorry, was it a couple days ago she saw that? She saw uh, like a flashing light coming from that area or like inside of his house, but she said that she, you know, didn't get up in time to like see exactly where the source was, but I couldn't find anything that would have caused that coming from inside the house. Was his car still there? His car was still there. His keys to the house and the car were still there as well. Um, the only thing out of place was the trunk. The keychain has his house keys, a bottle opener, his car keys, a few small keys that 
that say G10, G11, G12, and a key fob for a rewards program at Dirty Dog Grooming. What a series of bizarre and presumably unrelated It seems that he has a proclivity for alcohol because there's a lot of beer bottles and beer cans just kind of strewn about the place. The little keys that have the G numbers, are those uh, storage units? That is a great detective work. Um, (laughs) I've never done this before. (laughs) Fully work. Uh, I've never done this before, but I also here's I hold up a piece of scotch tape. I'm like, I try to get some fingerprints off the trunk. I don't know if this is how you do it, but do you want this? That that could work. Did you go to police school? (laughs) (laughs) I plead the fifth. Clark, when you look at the scotch tape, it's got a, it's got like, pocket lint it's on a it. paw print. It's like, it's like literally like five fingerprints all smashed on top of each other. You're right, sure. <laughs> Half of them are mine. Yeah. <laughs> Did I do this? Uh, no, I graduated from the police academy. I won't tell you which the one uh, up in the city. Yeah, I went to the city. I'm, I'm a good cop. I'm a good cop. <laughs> Keith, you would know that you didn't actually put any crime scene tape up or really. No, even I did. A you didn't even pretty clo- fucking you didn't, poor job. You also didn't like close the door of the house. Not even when I went in. Well, because I didn't, wanted to preserve it, you know. <laughs> also, I was a little scared. It's a creepy old house. You guys want to go back? No, nah, I mean, we're pretty busy. We should probably have Ray. Oh, shit. Down. I didn't even look in his car either. That could have been good. Did you call the dog groomer? I did he call did. the dog groomer. <laughs> he did one thing. <laughs> I called the dog groomer. John Peters does not work there. And the person that I was on the phone with was not familiar with his name, probably because I rolled a 95. <laughs> Sometimes I just don't have any idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> it's a, you, you went to the police academy in town. I went to police academy in the city. There is no police academy in this town of 5,000 people. <laughs> I was in your class. <laughs> you know what? I think maybe I should go check out what was in his car because people tend to keep things important to them. Yeah, maybe we should all go check this house out. It sounds like it might be a linchpin in this whole mystery. (laughs) We can double check your work. You know, they say threes. Better. Threes company. (laughs) Threes company too. Okay. So you guys uh, head out to go back to where John Peters lives? On the on the way there, I want to call back into Drew because mm-hmm. I on the posters I put up, I put the station's number on it. Yeah. Hey, Drew, uh, you get any calls about that dog? Uh, no one has called yet. All right, uh, keep keep me posted. I absolutely will. That's all I wanted. <laughs> Perfect. You take a nice little drive into the neighborhood, go past Beans Pond on the way to the house. As you pull up, Keith, I think you would probably notice right away that John Peters' car is not in the driveway and the door is closed. Closed. How did he move his car if I had the keys? Are you asking the world? I'm wondering out loud. How did he move the car if I had the keys? Are you keys? asking how car thieves stole a car? We don't know that it's a thief. Is the mail still there? Steel there? No, we're looking for the mail, John Peters. <laughs> Yikes. The whole point is that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the mail, the mail is gone. the The mailbox is empty. Is the door still open? No, it's closed. 
I I go ahead and take the lead and go and knock on the door. Come and knock on our door. So you pull up uh, around the house. You got two cop cars in front, maybe one in the driveway, and you go up and knock on the door and you get no response. I try it. Oh, uh, it, I mean, it, the door has been kicked in previously. It was basically set back into the frame. I go and open it. You open the door into this house. You see there are, uh, there's some glass on the ground. There's a bunch of like bottles and cans out and about. And stuff. I holler in. Hey, anybody in here? You hear nothing. Is the trunk still in there? The what? The trunk. I don't know what you're talking about. In the house? There's no trunk in this house. Fuck. The. <laughs> hey, where's that trunk you were talking about? It was right there. The one that said, do not open if you want to live. Yeah, it was right there. It's not there now. Are you supposed... Who are you supposed to be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the DM is fucking with us now. <laughs> I'm just telling you what you see. Yeah. Well, it was sitting right there. Yeah, but you said it like he had no previous knowledge <laughs> of a truck. <laughs> like gaslighting me into thinking that, like, uh, Luke, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Luke, uh, we actually, this is the first time any of us have been to the Peters Helm. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. Am I John Peters? <laughs> we, we're, we're, we're in the wrong house. <laughs> you like quietly tuck a tail into your <laughs> big bridges. <laughs> Keith wrote down the address Keith wrong. Brought us to the why wrong my house. pants are so big. <laughs> oh, we swatted this dude. <laughs> yeah. You can see uh, as you're looking around now, there's some glass on the floor from where the picture frames were, but they're now like all sitting on like a desk. Hmm. So it probably was John. Probably had a spare key. But fuck, why would he have moved the truck and not like call the well, we're probably dealing with some shit that he didn't want to talk to the police Can about. Can I see an outline on the floor of where the trunk was? Yeah, there seems to be... All right, I believe you, Keith. Carpet. <laughs> There's like a, a little indentation where Keith claims the trunk was. Believe me, guys. And you searched the, you, you searched the house before? Yeah, I searched the house. All I found, like I said, was those keys. <laughs> In your strange particular parlance, did you roll to search this house? I crit succeeded. I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. <laughs> I, I do a real good job searching this house. <laughs> Are you making fun of his accent? The hell, Vigna? <laughs> Sorry, dude. It's, it's kind of rubs off. You also found something. You found the bedding stubs. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm a good police officer. I'm trying. my. I want to do good. Yeah. So I found these stubs that look like some sort of betting receipts what was he betting on that's you should take a look at him what kind of money was he throwing down uh he was throwing down some heavy money there are dates on these as well like hundreds or thousands hundreds per night but on multiple nights i wonder if this if he was betting on horses or dogs <laughs> he's betting on himself <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically these stubs are from the past, not this month, like not any time in November. They're these from stubs are from the future. <laughs> <laughs> these, they're from, uh, they're from what the hell is going on here, gentlemen. They're none of them are from November. They're all from October and previous. And there was a lot of money being bet and he never won. And there is no indication what he was betting on. Nope. None whatsoever. Is there any commonality between the bets? Is he always betting on the same thing? He's always betting on it. And oh, yeah. And you would also see there is a payout scale on there. And he's always betting on these like crazy bets, like 30 to 1, 50 to 1 bets. None of these are like 2 to 3. None of these are good bets. He's making bad bets. And this seems, are we assuming, like, are there names? Is this racing of some kind? There's numbers. It seems to be that the numbers are dictating what the bet is on. And I was kind of asking, are those the same? Ever. No. Okay. Oh, maybe sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> maybe sometimes. Maybe sometimes. And there's a knock at the door. 
Uh, yeah, it's clearly open. Come on in. You see a woman. Does she have a face? In the front door. She is. <laughs> she has shock white hair and big rainbow earrings. Hey, She's Mildred. wearing a Snuggie, and she has a big mug of tea. Are you all back? How's your knitting going? What's going on? Why, why are you so concerned? Well, I just thought that there were some... You know, they came by, so I just didn't know who, if yeah, you who, were... came, who came by. Well, Miss Mildred, the the men who came by. Have you ever seen these men before? No, but I figured they were working with you all. No, setting was up the... J- John one with them? They look official at all. I mean, they were just a couple men. I I didn't really think too much yeah. about it, but were they in suits? One of them was wearing a suit, and the other one had a big old jacket. I mean, they both had big jackets on. You know, did the jackets say anything? Clark, why do you ask that? Mm-hmm. To see if they were homeless or not. Oh, eating dogs. Eating dogs. Oh, they didn't they didn't seem to be eating any dogs. <laughs> is that your is real quick, is that your litman test? Like, is he in a suit or not? He's homeless. <laughs> 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 I, I, yeah, no. It was to fish for what they were wearing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did the jacket say anything on him or they just No, they just pulled up and then they got in his car and and one of them got in that car and the other one took the other car and they both left after they came out into the house and such and I just didn't know why you guys were back. If if is there, I just want to make sure Did my neighbors okay. Did you see them okay. move a trunk? What were they carrying? Anything? A trunk? Yeah, they carried a trunk. They put in in John's car. Yeah. And they drove off of John's mm-hmm. car. Yeah. Together. Mm-hmm. They both drove away. See which way they went. They both they both drove away in the same car, or did they? They were in separate. One of them drove their car, and the other one drove his car. Do you know what kind of car that that they showed up in? It was just like a. Car, it was like a white Toyota. White Toyota, the uh, four door. I don't remember okay, how many doors funny. I had on it, son. But I appreciate you asking. <laughs> I'm glad you would value one old lady's opinion. <laughs> Are you mocking her now? <laughs> you know, this is a free form medium. <laughs> well, shit, boys. <laughs> Keith, you you got you wrote down his license plate, right? Yes. It, it, oh, it for was, sure not. It was. <laughs> I do remember that it was a. Why don't you roll to see if you did that? What color was the car? <laughs> <laughs> it was a red car. Go ahead and roll intelligence for me, there, Keith. Oh, that's a fifty-four on a fifty. You oh. have. Duh. <laughs> it was a car. It was maroon. It was a maroon car. Put an APB up for that. Uh, this woman, Mildred Mitchell, is kind of like staring and looking around <laughs> at you guys. And Watching the Three Stooges routine. <laughs> exactly. And she's like, well, okay, if if you guys need any water or tea or anything, I'm right across the street. Hey, Mildred, do you remember what kind of car Mr. Peterson drove? Who? Your neighbor. The John neighbor Peters. who used to live here. Oh, he had that maroon car. Do you know what it was? You seem to be. Uh, I used to drive a Maroon '97 Oldsmobile Chiva. Was it one like that? I don't know. Was I, it a Cutlass Supreme, a LeSaber, perhaps? What kind of car do you drive? This is a conversation that I don't <laughs> care anything about. I used to, well, you know what? I mean, but I think the world cares. <laughs> this is what this is why that was why they're. Oh, listening. I drive a white car. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's real nice. Okay, go. It's cold out here. Go home, Mildred. It's actually unseasonably warm, if you recall. <laughs> it's a pretty nice day today. It's cold out, Mildred. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> <laughs>